Blog Talk Radio. your host, Minister Joel Lewis, for this is the day that the Lord had made. Kick back and just relax and just think about how good God has been to you. He saw, he saw the best in you when the world saw you as being nothing. Oh, just let this music minister to your heart. Where would I be today? 
And, you know, our theme is saying help change a life, you know. And that's awesome, man. That's where you say, what do I have to offer to change someone's life? What can I do to make a difference in someone's life? I encourage you to help change a life in Jesus Christ's name. Just kick back and enjoy the remaining portion of this show. And God is good. God is good to his people. Good morning, yo, Nanette here, just a minute to Joy Lewis. Good morning, caller, yo, Nanette, 2693. Okay, well, God bless you. Just want to listen to the program, but please, please feel free to listen to the program. You can call us each and every Saturday morning at the 8 to 9 o'clock hour. God bless you. Kick back and enjoy. Okay, now we had a caller that just wants to hear the show, and that's great. That cause sometimes we need to just listen. Sometimes, you know, we need to just listen. And, you know, and I've been guilty to going ahead of God. I've been guilty of not hearing things right. You know, but I think about uh, what the scriptures say, uh, Isaiah thirty-five verses five and six. It said God would open up those blinded eyes, and God would unstop those dead ears, and God would make a river. A, a river flow in a dry place Oh, to me that's talking about being refreshed After God has opened my eyes After God has uh, opened my ears Now that's going to be a refreshing Because I see things in a different light now Things ain't so ugly anymore I see them with new vision I see that when I lost that job That God had something better for me When that loved one walked out on me That God had something better for me and I want you to think about that also. Good morning, there, brother Daniel. You're on the net. Good morning. I'm afraid you got a bad connection there. You may have to call me back. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. There you go. Good morning, brother Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Oh. Top of the morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we open up a. Uh, I will show this morning with Marvin Sapter saying, saying the best of me, man. I, I hear that record. I'm thinking about how good God has been to his people. He loves us. He loves us. Yeah, he loves us. He loves us. Amen. Amen. Well, how are you doing today? I'm doing real good, brother. Nate. I'm still... Uh, I'm still reminiscing and, glory, uh, and giving God all the glory for last weekend. We were on last weekend, but we were on at a different hour. I want our listening artists to know that we didn't cancel the program, but because of what we was doing, we came on at a later hour. Please forgive me if I didn't send the information out early enough. But we was on from the 9.30 hour to the 10.30 hour because we was live at Dallas Life. We did our annual luncheon down there, and we've been doing that for a number of years. And so we was down there broadcasting live, and it was great. We had a great uh, time down there it was truly a blessing, and 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 the volunteers were excited. I was excited. God is good. Amen. Amen. It was God's business. Was yes, God's sir. Business. God's work. Yeah, take care yeah. of God's business. Amen. Amen. Well, brother Daniel, what what you got going on today? What what you got for us today? Well. I don't have too much or nothing today. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here reminiscing about how 
how I've been uh, around. You know, Brother, you had to speak up. I lost you there for a minute. Our God works through people. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. How he works through people. And how he uh, he never, every time it seems like you uh, you falling short, God comes there and picks you up. He comes after, you know. He comes to the rescue, you know. Comes to your rescue, even though you think you're on your last leg or you can't do it no more. God's coming out with that drink of water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that refreshment. That refreshment. Refreshment. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you're being grateful, away. brother. It sounds like you're being grateful about what, what God Amen. has been doing in your life. And you know, and, you know, and that's what we ought to be speaking the words of grateful and gratitude. Because it was God that did it, and not we ourselves, man. That's all, that's good, man. I'm so glad to hear you say that because it refreshes my soul to hear you speak like that. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. It got going through the fire, brother Lewis. And once you, everybody has to go through the fire, and you have to be go through the fire, and then you have to get a uh, purge. You know, like that's the way they go through the gold cleaning process. A lot, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, the gold has to be uh, refined and pure, and so what they do, they put it in the fire, and it burns out all the impurities, all the impurities in it. Then when it comes out, it's twice as better as it was at first. You know what that I'm saying? That is so true. That is so true, brother. Daniel. And you know, and that and that and that refining and that purification and that fire, that's hurting and it's damaging and it's disfiguring. But after it's all over and done with, man, it become a precious ornament, man. It, it becomes beautiful in the sight of the of the owner, man. And sometimes we'll mm-hmm. feel like that that you know we're being bruised and hurt and and crushed and in the in the wine press, if I could say it that way biblical turn when that wine press we've been squeezed in on every turn but yet once God is finished with us man we become something precious in his eyesight man mm-hmm. oh, that's awesome. you know I was just thinking about how gracious that we ought to be as a society man with those wars and rumors of wars and financial collapse seem to be uh, on the horizon man but we still have a reason to be grateful we still have a God that's here. Amen. A God that's available. You know, even when the uh, you know the way the economy is going, and it's good for some people and bad for some people, and the and the law and the government, man, now the government talking about uh, kicking people out the country to have a medical illness, man, and, and to me that's heartless. You know, I know that people need to pay their way financially, man. But I, if a man is starving, Ricky, I'm going to feed him. He might have deserved not to eat. Where you hear this from, Reverend Lewis? You know, that was, uh, that was uh, one of the news articles, man, that they have been talking about for the last few days, that people that come in from overseas. Oh. Now, come in from overseas that have medical treatment. You know, from time to time, you hear about people that come from various parts of the of the world that comes over to the United States for medical treatment because they don't have the 
proper treatment in their own mm-hmm. country, South America, yeah. Europe, or whatever it may be. And the president mm-hmm. said, no, nah, we're not going to allow that anymore. We don't want the people to come over here and suck up our resources per se. Even if it's a, even if the, what they, even if we the only ones that have a cure for that dreadful disease or give them some comfort in that disease. And uh, to me, that's disheartening, Ricky. That's disheartening because I don't want a person to, I do ministry, man. I do street ministry. I know, man, everybody out there that's saying that they, they need something and they're and, and they destitute. I know they're not really destitute, but it ain't up for me to say. I can pray for them and encourage them, man, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something for them. And I'm not going to be a fool about it. I'm going to use wisdom. But I am going to be compassionate with it, man. And a lot of times people just cause people are doing better now. They figure they can't help anybody. Yeah, you know, we ought to be grateful that it ain't us, man. Cause you know we sub- you know we all are going. Everybody is going. They're going to be born. Everybody's born. They live. They die. And in between all that stuff happens. I don't care how great a shape you're in or how what kind of medical care you get. You could have a dreadful disease. You could have a uh, uh, something that's racking your body. And the doctor said we just don't have no cure for this. Now you need to go overseas to this place. They got it. And they said no, nah, we don't want to do nobody unless you. Uh, 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 born in this country, we are not helping mm. you out because you're not a native of this country. That's cruel and unusual punishment, man. Because they're human beings. You know, we all, I was, I we all really, brought in the image of God. I was doing some research the other day, and I found that they have a clinic in Mexico, I believe, and it's like council to you. So, a lot of people are flocking down there. Trying to go to Mexico and trying to get a cure for cancer. So I don't know. This thing, Mexico would turn the same thing on America. Stacking yeah. burgers from going down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, don't ever bite the hand that feeds you. you know? uh, this thing in Mexico really would, man, we wouldn't let these Americans go down there, you know, and get help. Yeah, that is so true. That is so, and that's why I was just saying, well, we ought to just be grateful, man, how good God has been here. Yeah, I need to make a station break here for a second. You're listening to Free on the Inside, Minister Joy Lewis and co-host Brother Richard Daniel. This is a weekly Internet program to encourage you to be about your father's business, encouraging you to look into the needs of encourage you to help change your life. I know, I know, I know that sounds like a lot of to do, but you can do it. Please uh, make note of this number and give us a call at your convenience or just call us anytime that we're on the air. We're on the air every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. That calling number is 310-982-4126. You two can lend your voice to the conversation with uh, myself and uh, and Brother Daniel. Now, Brother Daniel, you were saying earlier about these places that maybe want to close their door. You know, you got to have compassion, man. Jesus looked around and he saw that all the hurt and the illness going on in the society today. And he said that he had compassion. And as Christians, as ones that are being bought by the blood of our Lord and Savior, we ought to have compassion, you know. And I know that we it's hard because the world is, 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 the world is hurtful. We'd have been hurt. We'd have been let down. We'd have been abused and misused. And so sometimes it's hard for us to have compassion on people, man, but I tell, I'm tell, i telling you, you can do it, and you should do it, because you're a Christian. Mm. Well, this this man that we got over us, man, I don't, we don't really understand what's going on. 
And basically, I'm saying that, you know, I was looking at a lot of these uh, programs on there, and they were saying that uh, he was uh, biblically uh, feeling the part of uh, of the end of times. So, you know, uh, I don't know whether he's he's uh, just in there. And because of uh, what this, this uh, biblically written of uh, 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 a prophetic, that's what I say, a prophetic uh, thing about him being in a in this spot because America has been doing wicked things and. And just like it was a part in the Bible that the people kept asking God for a king. They kept asking for a king, uh, somebody to let us make our own choice. And so God gave them a king. After then, they found out the king started doing things in his way, in his way. And and so what happened was that they, the, the nation of Israel got evil and evil. He said all the king started doing evil stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then the people are saying, well, get, get rid of it. And then, well, you asked me for a king. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this, you know, I, I get a lot of hearts about this. Revolution said it. You know, God didn't do anything, but, but God do things in mysterious ways. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and prophetic things like, 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 you know, this Happen that the man is doing what he was born to do. Now he's a fool, and you put him in a fool's position. A, no, I'm not saying a fool position. You put him in a position. All he can do is say foolish things and do foolish things. You know what I'm saying? But his time is coming up. You know what I'm saying, Reverend Lewis? His time is coming up. What would happen if we get a same person in the White House with the same mentality? You know what I'm saying? We have to be aware that whatever use or whatever voter rights or voter thing or whatever we have to make sure that that never be done again. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm saying this from 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 a political standpoint. Whatever reason that we have this leader over us now, it should never be done again. You know what I'm saying? Whatever mistake that was done, it should never be. It should never happen again, Reverend Lewis. Because as I see it, for the last four years, basically nothing has happened for people. They keep saying the economy is coming up, the economy is this, the economy is that. I haven't seen nothing done to help people. You know, the people that are oppressed, the people in bad situations, the homeless people, the people that need jobs. You know, I haven't seen nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? 
All I have basically seen for the last three and a half years of bickering and talking about worrying about trying to get him out the White House, but at the same time, you have to make sure the people of America are, are doing good. You know what I'm saying? And basically, the one-two punch thing that is supposed to be done in, in America is not being done. You know what I'm saying? You just can't blame Donald Trump by itself. There's some more fools up there, too. You know what I'm saying? It takes two fools to make an argument. You know what I'm saying, Ram Lewis? Yeah, I got you. And, and Brother Dan, you're saying some good stuff there, man. So that, so that means that we need to be on, we need to do what we need to do as a nation, as a people, as as, as voters, and, and, and make this thing right. Like you you said something positive a while ago that said we can't undo what already happened, but we should make sure this should never happen again. And so yeah, that calls make sure it never happens again. To the plow, it calls for us not to look for someone else to straighten this out. It calls for us to change things around. As I said earlier, help change the life. Help change the life of a community, of a nation, of a country. Help change the life. You know, we can do that. One can uh, chase a thousand, two can send ten thousand to flight. But you and me and, and all the other people that believe in a change, we can definitely make a change in the political system. So it's very important to vote. I know that you vote because you encourage me to vote. Matter of fact, me and you done went and voted together. So I know that you vote and you keep up with the political uh, 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 segment of that's going on in the climate. So I know that you you got you have your hands to the plow. So thank you for encouraging us. And you know, uh, 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 a lot of times we, as you said earlier, we ask for things and we receive those things, and then we say, "Wow, what happened?" Because we asked in a mist, that's what the, what they say in the Bible. We asked without knowing. We asked with, with selfish motives, you know. People did it in selfish motives and couldn't find out that. And that all that really comes back on you. You know, the thing that you thought you were trying to get gratitude for and comfort, you find out that those things, that they are they hurt you as well as your neighbor. You know, if, if my neighbor house catch a fire and I live next door to it, and I don't want him to use my water hose to put the fire, I'm endangering my house and my livelihood. You know what I'm saying? So we can't just look around and say, oh, that's just those people. You know, yeah. that's all of us. And not only my neighbor house and my house catch a fire, they catch the other people's house a fire for, you know, the whole community is on fire. The whole community you know? is on fire. Yeah, so we need Amen. to stop, stop, stop. It put this, it put this fire out. Dad, you really said some things there. Uh, you know, uh, I was just thinking about uh, uh, the program, man. Thank you very much. Next week we got another guest that's going to come on here. And it's, I want to apologize to our listen, audience. I've not been getting guests on here because I've been busy and, I've, and I respect the time of my guests, so I'm not able to spend time with them because I, I do ministry and I'm working, so I want to be able to... Uh, have quality time with our guests And I want you to be able to have quality time Listen to the interview So next week my schedule is clear We have a young lady that's going to come on here uh, She's doing a program called We Are Royalty And she's going to be talking about the event that she has Coming up to reach out to our young ladies That are uh, 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 living a, a, a promiscuous lifestyle That is homeless and how our organization is giving them a day of pampering and a day of acknowledgement and, and encouraging them to re- take their proper uh, stance in the community and in the house to be women of God. You know, uh, they talk about being a uh, raw woman, you know, uh, 
being a virtuous woman, let me put it that way. And these women here are trying to pursue the things that God has for them. But then they want to be subject to the God, the leadership of God, the Father, and also God in the home, which is their husbands. You know, a lot of times we are, uh, once we're restored, we feel like we're not, we're not obligated to anybody but God. But I beg to differ, Brother Daniel. I'm obligated to uh, whoever God have in charge over me, then I'm obligated to my family, then I'm obligated to the job, and it goes on and on and on. And I share that with brothers on the j- at the jail that once you get out, you're not just to be thinking that you're a self-made man, that you don't listen to anyone. No, you're subject to a higher power. And it starts out with God, and then it starts out with your family, then it starts on your job. And, it, and that's, called, uh, that's called structure. A lot of times people, are, they don't have any structure. People are out of control. And so what we do is try to implement and embed structure in the lives of God's people, as well as our own life, because it goes both ways. I need to have structure. You know, I, I do some things, and I've been doing it for a number of years, and, and people say, man, are you still doing that? Yes, because I have structure in my life. I have commitment. And that's way I, and that's the, and that's the way I was brought up. And that's the way that we ought to be brought up. And just because now that we are Christians don't mean that we have to uh, not have that same standard in our life. I was committed to the things of this world when I was out running around and I was out doing my own thing. I was committed to dressing good, driving nice cars, or going to various events. I was committed to that. Now I'm a Christian and have a relationship with God. I want to have that same commitment that I use in the world. You know what I'm saying? I could still go out and have time, but I can do it in Christ Jesus' name. I can socialize with people, but I can do it in Christ Jesus' name. I don't have to be uh, uh, locked down and locked out. I, God give us that freedom. That's the purpose of this program to say being free on the inside. I had a freedom to still live a life pleasing to God. I have a freedom to say no. I have a freedom to say, I bet I messed this thing up. But that freedom that comes from Christ. And I always think about what uh, first Peter said that uh, let's say, let us live like people that are free in Christ Jesus, not using our freedom as an opportunity to do evil, but as a servant of God, using my freedom, not as an opportunity to do evil, but as a servant. Oh, man, I can tell you you're going to hell in, in a handbag. I can tell you that you're a sinner. I can tell you that you deserve the penalty of death because the wages of sin is death. I can tell you all those things, but I'm not going to tell you that. Because you know the word just as well as I do. You heard it. The death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. You heard about how he rose with all power in his hand. You heard about how he's gone to uh, sit at the at the right hand of God in a seat on our behalf. And you heard that he said, come just the way you are. You have that freedom to say, I'm letting go and let God. I have that freedom to walk in the fullness. I'm not going to condemn you. Because I'm a sinner too Lord, I'm on this side of heaven I'm, I'll mess up Even if I didn't do nothing but just go to the gas station And, and I'm mad at the clerk in there Because they're taking too long Or I'm mad at somebody else because they're parking At two pumps when, you know, They're blocking two pumps and I'm mad You know I'm, You know because we all are sinners So I got to have grace and mercy And patience You know that patience Cover a multitude of sins and faults and failures you know, how often have we found ourselves being impatient and things just escalate? You know, uh, as we talking, Brother Daniel, I think so much of when I was younger, I went to pay for a car. And um, 
me and my wife had this car. We had one of these old tote to note places where you pay weekly on a car note, and I didn't go pay the car in a timely fashion. I was just a day late, and the people came and picked up the car, and, and then I was very upset about it. I went over there, and I started fussing about the car. You can't do me like this, and, and how dare you do, you know, disrespecting me. And the man looked at the at the contract, and my name wasn't on it. It was my wife's name on the contract. And he said, now, listen here, now, you have no right to even come in here and talk to us about this. This is between us and your wife. And matter of fact, we don't even want to do business with you anymore. Won't you just leave the premises and have your wife to come over? <laughs> and after that, they kicked me out the premises. I'm talking about I'm being free to say these things. And they kicked me out the premises and then, uh, and then uh, I couldn't go back anymore. But it taught me a lesson that you have to do things decent and in order. It taught me a lesson to be patient. It taught me a lesson to stay in my lane. And that's before I do acquire Christ Jesus. But now that I look back over it now, I say it was good for me to go do that because I know that God is able. And I'm saying that there because as Christians, we got to stay in our lane. That same thing that we learn as, as a sinner, our respect and, and discipline, we need to use that just as much as we in our, in our uh, Christian life. It's this way of life, you know, because I can't say I'm a Christian so I can run red lights and I'm on my way to church and I'm and, I, and I'm going to disrespect somebody because I don't have time for them, you know, because that's, that's ungodly. You know, uh, Jesus told his disciples at one time I must go through Samaritan. You know, Samaritan was a, a portion of a little region around uh, Galilee and Jerusalem that, uh, that the Israelites they did not go to Samaritan because they were a mixed race, and it's a lot of it's a story behind that. But they were part of the uh, of the ones that wasn't uh, deported, and they stayed behind and they intermingled with the surrounded people, and so they was not uh, a, a Jewish out. They were not 100% Jews. Okay, they was mixed race, and so the uh, the real Jews are the are the Israelites did not mess with them, or the Jewish people did not mess with them. So Jesus said, "Hey, I have to go through Samaritan." And the, and the disciples said, wait a minute, don't go through Jamaica. You know, we have no dealing with them. I thank God that he came to see about me. When people say they have no dealing with him because he's a sinner, they have no dealing with him because he just ain't right. And Jesus said, I must go to Cecil about him. Oh, man, that's a story right there. That's a story. Now, you listen to Free on the Inside. Uh, they call it numbers 310-982-4126. We want to thank you once again. Our phone lines are available for you to call in to make your uh, uh, your voice heard. Don't put it that way. Let your voice heard. And we have Brother Daniel on the line this morning. Brother Daniel, still with us? Hey, man, we got Brother Daniel on the line now. So what we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and we're going to hear an archive section from domestic violence and and that's going to be coming up here shortly. So we pray that you're that that you're enjoying that that segment right there, Amen. And so, uh, okay, I'm uh, thinking. Uh, uh, let's see, we got this segment coming up here from domestic violence, and so we want you to listen to that and be blessed by what you're here, Amen. And again, that calling number is three one zero ninety two forty one twenty six. Okay, and then uh, now, as we were saying earlier, now we was down at Dallas Life Foundation a week ago, and we had a great time down there. That was our weekly, uh, 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 our weekly broadcast was being held down there, 
and so we was uh, also uh, serving lunch, and we had a great lunch this year, and uh, we were excited about it. The, the volunteers and our program director put together a great meal and a great program, and we want to thank Dallas Life for allowing us to come down there each and every uh, year to be a part of what they are doing, and uh each time we go down there, I'm always excited about it because they have another event going on at the same time that we have ours, and they need portion of the kitchen also because we actually prepare the food on site, and they allow us to still prepare the food on site. So they actually divide the kitchen up, and they do what they need to do, and we do what we need to do, and they assist us as needed using all their cookers, all their utensils down there, and the big uh, fryers and and all the industrial uh, cook cooking where that they need for uh, for us to perform what we need to do. And we get a chance to uh, use the serving line there to prepare the food for the residents. And we were able to do over 200, and 200 residents, I'll put it that way. And so we had a great time, and we had a lot, uh, quite a few volunteers that came out. Some of them was, uh, uh, came, in, and they, uh, came out, some just prepared the food, and some served, and then we had some to clean up afterwards. And we had some that was over in the... Uh, in the uh, uh, in the washroom now, the dish uh, uh, washing the dishes and stuff, you know, and so we had some over there doing that. On the tray line, they was cleaning the trays, so we had that, and everything went well. We had a great little old menu uh, for the menu. Said uh, item on the menu was uh, we had barbecue meatballs, uh, 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 sausage, uh, egg sausages with potatoes. And onions and carrots, and then we had some baked beans and uh, uh, coleslaw, some green beans, and some ice cream and cookies. Oh, I love that part. That was for me, that, that ice cream and cookies. I love that because I love that uh, ice cream and cookie because to me that's a comfort food. To me that's relaxing. That's something that you have to smile. I ain't never seen an angry person eat ice cream. <laughs> you just can't do it. You give some ice cream, some cookie, they're not going to be angry anymore. So we pray that we were able to put a smile on the people's face and enjoy their heart as they did that, and we were able to share with them what the, what the says the Lord, to pray with them and just encourage them to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so now we're going to go ahead we're going to play a short portion of a, this uh, archive program here, Domestic Violence. So kick back, relax, enjoy. In less than one-fifth of victims reported an injury from an intimate partner violence sought treatment following the injury. So our country from one end to the next is um, riddled with domestic violence, uh, a lot of times causing death. Uh, our children are seeing domestic violence. It says an estimated 30 to 60 percent of perpetrators of intimate Partner violence, also abuse of children in the household. So we've got a real serious problem. It didn't just occur. It's been occurring for years, but it's now getting more uh, publicity than before. And uh, women are coming out and talking about it like uh, they used to before. We keep it hidden. We wouldn't talk about it. But now women are coming out and speaking about it. And not only are women also victims, but there are men who are victims of domestic violence as well. Yes, uh, we do have a lot of women who have um, gotten the nerve to um, want to have something done about this because it's just become an epidemic, 
and um, the women today are just tired of going through this. But not only women are abused, there are men that are abused also. And they um kind of speaking out. They're also kind of speaking out. But I wanted to also give a little information, Beverly, that I don't know if you spoke on because I ran away from the phone for a minute. But um, I, I have was looking up the information that says get educated. And we want to just tell our ladies that are listening tonight what domestic violence is. And I... um looked it up and it said domestic violence can be defined as a partner or behavior in any re- relationship that is used to gain or maintain power and control over an intimate partner. It says the abuse is physical, sexual, emotional, economic, or psychological actions that threaten that threaten another one are the threats of actions that influence another person. This includes any behaviors that frighten, intimidate, terrorize, manipulate, hurt, humiliate, blame, injure, or wound someone. Domestic violence can happen to anyone of any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, or gender. It can happen to couples who are... Married, living together, or who are dating. Domestic violence also affects people, social, economically, backgrounds, and educational levels. So that's just telling me that in every or any walk of life, there can be domestic violence um, happen to our sisters or our brothers and. And we have to be aware that if you're being intimidated or threatened, you're being violated. You're, you should can succumb to some kind of violence. And there's something that you can do about that. And did they go ahead and pass the law, Beverly, here in Dallas, or do you know how where, where the standing is on that? I think it was a, I think it was a federal law. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, okay. The most serious I thing I think that's coming now is that um, used to be it's always been an issue of domestic violence um, in the homes. It's not. It's nothing that's really new. Um, but what's happening now, more so than any other time before, is that there are more deaths with it now. More people are getting um, um, they're not just being physically abused, they're um, they're being killed. Um, men used to just beat their women and uh, their wives or girlfriends or whatever and um, when they got tired they'd walk away. Today um for some reason, women think that they can talk him out of it. Um, I know I've watched a few shows on it, and one of the things you notice that uh, the women will be more concerned about what they're leaving, uh, their home, their, 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 their things that they have, and they will go right into the neighborhood down the street as opposed to moving across the country 
um, they'll go right in the same neighborhood. They created a law called the Violence Against Women Reauthorization Act of 2013. It says after a heated debate last week, Congress voted to reauthorize the Violence Against Women's Act, VWWA, for another five years, and President Obama signed the bill into law on March 7, 2013. Originally passed in 1994, the VAWA protects women from domestic and sexual abuse and has been used by victims in cases of workplace sexual harassment. The reauthorized measure will create and expand federal programs to assist communities with law enforcement and aid sexual abuse and domestic violence victims. It provides funding to improve the criminal justice response to sexual assault and make sure that victims have access to necessary services. The new law also offers protection for Native American, immigrant, gay, bisexual, and transgender victims. Now, that's the new part of that law where before the law just really covered um, just women of different ethnic groups. Now this law covers Native women, which were not included before, immigrant, gay, bisexual, and gender victims. So now it covers victims of both sexes, male and female. Okay. That's that's, that's good because uh, it needs to just cover everybody who's being abused because there is no need for one individual to abuse another one. My take on that is just if you find that you're being abused, just get out. (laughs) Just go walk off because uh, to tell the sisters tonight, Beverly, that they need to know that they don't have to stay in that abusive situation. Um, God will pro- uh, provide for them. He will make sure that whatever they're leaving or whatever they think they're going to lose by getting away from that, he can provide it for them. He can give them more than ever um, that they have ever had. But if they just step out on faith, with him and take care of themselves and their children because abuse is not a pretty sight. And you can recover material things. You can recover for the things that you lost. There are places that you can go that will help you reestablish yourself. They'll even retrain the, you know, the homemakers that think that they have to stay and be abused because they don't work. You can be trained to these days in those kind of situations to get you a, a good job that will take care of you and your children. So there's no reason for you to have to stay and be abused, right? Well, yes, but let's put ourselves in the woman's position. Um, you're a woman. I met a young lady on the train one morning. I was going to work, and um, she had two babies. It was two or three babies, I can't remember. And she had left the man she was living with, who I don't believe was her husband. And uh, she had left him and was coming to Dallas, but when she got to Dallas, there was nobody for her to live with. So I took her over to Dallas uh, Life Foundation, now called Dallas Life, to get her and the children someplace to stay. But... 
a lot of times when, when I talked to her about where her clothing and stuff was, she said he had thrown her clothes away. And um, he was doing all types of little things to uh, make her know, okay, if you go out of here, you won't have a phone, you won't have any clothes, you won't have this, you won't have that. So you better come back. And sometimes the women um, are not as sure of what their future holds. Um, the, the fear is so strong in their lives that to tell a woman that God will provide and he'll do these things for you, we know he will, and, we, we you know, he's shown himself to, to, to do just that. But the problem with a woman that if you've got that young girl with two or three babies, and it's wintertime, she has no coat. The kids just barely have a coat. She, um, she had one stroller to try and hold two babies in, and um, she had no money. Um, to tell her that at that time really doesn't meet her needs because we can tell her that after we get her situated and uh, give her I'll take her out of the cold and give her some food and a place to stay. We can talk to her about Jesus, but right now, when that woman's going through that, it's our job to help her find that place where she can take her kids out of the cold and give them some food. And then we can talk to her about Christ, but we have to, I believe that Jesus always met the needs first of the people and to get them to understand what uh, he would do for him, what he can do for him, what he will do for him. But although uh, they're suffering, we can't talk to them about Jesus, but I think that our first uh, thing that he would have us do for them is to meet their needs, is to, buy, to help them get that place and help them get that food and help them take care of their kids because uh, that's the most important thing. Otherwise, they're going to go back into that violent situation because uh, they're, they're, they don't believe that there's anybody out here they can trust or anybody who wants to help them. Since they don't have any money, they don't have anything, they really just feel like they're stuck out here by themselves, which is what that young lady felt like. Okay, Beverly, I do I do agree with the meeting the need of the young ladies or the people that are in that situation, but I'm speaking upon the mindset, first of all, of the person who wants to get out of the abusive relationship. They have to do some research, first of all. First of all, I believe that they have to make up their mind that they're going to get out of that, that they no longer want to be involved in that situation. Then, after they make their mind up, I'm feeling that they should do their research and find out what is available in the city that they're in that will help them because you can always um, look it up. The Internet is so broad now and it has so much information on it that there's no reason that you can't go to it and find out um, what avenues are available for the person or they can go to their minister or their church or friends that have been in the situation or um, whomever that they can ask questions about it, you know, once if they're seeking to get out. I, that's what my, um, that's what my yeah, issue is. Yeah, I understand. Um, 
you know, but first you do really have to seek uh, God's provision for you, and there are resources and provisions out here if you just when you make up your mind to do it. That was out. That was really what I was just saying. So yeah. I agree with the fact that they do have to have their their needs met at that time. But there are lots of resources available through the internet. I think in Dallas you can call three one one and they'll provide information for shelters or for women's um women's home for battered women. They will provide information for you to get uh some place to stay or if you need a shelter overnight until you can get with a family member or a relative or a friend or Whatever, but the fact remains that there is help available that you have to seek it. You know, you just can't be so uh, wound up and say, well, I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do this when you can go and research the information that you need, either on the Internet or dialing 311 or calling a friend. That would be my first suggestion to them. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree also what you said about they have to have their mind made up because you don't want to get out here. And sometimes with the economy the way it is, with cutbacks and everything, organizations that were open now are no longer open, so it takes a lot more searching to find a place to go to. But I agree with you that they do have to have their mind made up because it's like the old people used to say, it's when you get tired of being tired of this is when your mind is made up. That's when you know I'm ready to go whether we have to sleep in the corner or we have to sleep in the car. We have to sleep here one night and there the next night. Any night sleeping even on the street is better than sleeping in a house where I don't know if he's going to come in and knock me upside my head or um when I cook something, he says it's not good enough, whether he's sober or drunk. You know, being fearful, you don't know how he's going to come in, you know, when he's going to come in, and sometimes they do it in the middle of the night. So I agree that you have to have your mind made up, but, it's, again, it's like the old people used to say, it's when you get, you've get you gotten tired of being tired, and you've gotten tired of being beaten and threatened, put down, and one of the things about domestic partners is that sometimes um, there's not only the physical abuse, there's also the verbal abuse. Right. And the partners will, particularly when a woman's had a baby or she's been ill or something, they will use that opportunity to tear the woman down even further. Uh, sometimes when she's maybe has been lost all the way from having her baby, or she's been sick and, you know, she doesn't quite bounce back right, right away, they will use those times to attack her um, about how she looks and about the way she acts and um, calling her she's unintelligent, she's this and she's that. And so they take that to tear the woman's self-esteem down. And so when someone's torn your self-esteem down and, you know, you're not looking your best, you're not feeling your best, it's kind of hard to get a grip on reality. And then you have to, like you said, you have to make that mind up that you're really going to leave now and not believe all those lies that that person has said to you that nobody else wants you, look at you, 
you know, you're raggedy and all that stuff. So um, it's really that person really having to have somebody that they can go to that continuously builds them up. Because he, I'm saying he, but generally it is men that uh, will tear the woman down, tear her self-esteem down so that when she looks in the mirror, she doesn't see anybody because he's told her that she is a nobody. So it does take a lot of uh, strength to keep going. Well, I wanted to uh, educate our listeners also and ask the listeners if you're interested in our conversation tonight or if you just want to give us some of your input, give us a call at 310-982-4126, 310-982-4126, and let us know what you think tonight. We're here to listen to you, to give you information that you may need on uh, domestic violence and um, just listen to your comments. Uh, you just need somebody to talk to. Give us a call at 310-982-4126. <coughs> Excuse me. I also wanted to tell you ladies that are listening about uh, you may be in an abusive, uh, emotional abusive relationship if your partner calls you names, insults you, or continually criticizes you, as Beverly said does not trust you and acts jealous or possessive, tries to isolate you from your family or your friends, won't let you go anywhere, tell you you can't do this and you can't do that. If they monitor where you go and who you call and who you spend time with, if they don't want you to work, if they control your finances or refuses to share their money with you, uh, they punish you by withholding affection or sex or just being uh, intimate. Uh, they expect you to ask for permission and you're a grown person. That's uh, that's emotional abuse. Uh, if they threaten to hurt you, the children, your family, or your pets, that's emotional abuse and uh, humiliates you, like Beverly said, if you're in public or in any kind of way. Those are signs of emotional abuse. Only that's not just physical. Those are playing with your mind, and they tell you things about yourself that's not really that's not true at all. And we have to think beyond what they're telling us. We have to have confidence in ourselves that we not to let anybody take control of us as, um, in our mindset like that, because truly that is abuse. Um, if they damage your property or get angry at you and throw things and uh, if they are pushing or slapping or hitting you um, or choked you, that's a that's physical abuse. Um, if you've been abandoned in a dangerous or unfamiliar place, uh, scared you by driving recklessly or used a weapon to threaten or hurt you, force you to leave your home, uh, just all, there's all kinds of um, situations that we go through about uh, being dom- domestically abused, and we don't have to go through that. There are numbers that we can call. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, there is a abuse hotline. I'm going to give you the number that you can call to be safe in case you are having some of these issues or you want to call and talk to somebody about being abused, uh, we have a domestic violence hotline, 
and that number is 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233. And you can call these people, and they will give you advice, and they will be there to listen to you to let you know what you can do and where you can go. That's the abuse hotline. And uh, we want to give you that information so that if you're in a situation at this time and you want to talk to somebody about it, just call that hotline number. The domestic hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Give us a call at 310-982-4126 if you want to talk to us tonight about this or give us your opinion, those out there in Blog Talk Radio land. Help us tonight spread the word about the domestic violence that's going on in our city right now because children are being affected. You are being affected. Your family is being affected. Studies suggest that up to 10 million children witness some form of domestic violence annually, and we don't want our children exposed to uh, even their dads or their moms being victims of violence or being abused because it does affect the children. Um, I was uh, had a friend whose child was being abused by the mother, and he started acting out in school, and um, the counselor had to talk to the kid, and then the kid just spilled his guts and told everything that was going on in the house. Uh, about the abuse of the father and the, how the mother reacted and what was going on with her. And and, and and after he talked to her, it seems like he was he got better because he had somebody that he could talk to. But we don't want to get that far in the relationship where our, our children... We're going to go ahead and end it right there. We pray that you enjoyed that uh, portion of our uh, pre uh that was an archive show from Domestic Violence, hosts uh, LaShondra Lewis and Beverly Beasley. They gave you some great information, and that's what we're all about. That's what the program is about, help change your life. We pray that what you heard from that episode that you've been able to share that with someone else, and maybe even if you are in that type of uh, situation that you too can get out of it and you know that you can have help, that you're not alone. As we get ready to get out of here, we want to be mindful of what we're experiencing today. There's nobody but God. There's nobody but God that allowed us to be here today. It was God that brought you through the fire. It was God that refined It was God that had his hands on you while you was on the potter's wheel. And you was being shaped and you was being molded into the exact into the image of something precious and beautiful in his eyesight. You know, I think about that potter's wheel and, and that and that potter got his hands on the clay and the clay is, is on this table and the table is spinning and spinning. I think about life. Life situation, life circumstances Where we've been spinning and spinning and spinning And things are going on And yet sometimes we seem like we're out of control But God got his hands on us As we get ready to close out this portion of the episode We thank God for you being a part of this program For Brother Daniel, for him being a part of what's going on here And we look forward to you being our our studio guest next weekend on Blog Talk Radio, free on the inside. Brother Daniel, as we get ready to get out of here, we want to thank you once again. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Thank you, Lord. I got cut off for a while, but I was listening to some of the archive stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it, and that's the purpose of our program. Give us the information we can use. Help change a life. Now, someone is in power, whether it's man or woman. You know, domestic violence falls both ways. Sometimes men are being mm-hmm. abused, man. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, so you know, uh, but we know that that's help available. It's help on this side of help. It's also like Heavenly Father, brother Daniel. We get ready to get out of here. You got a few words to say within the next few minutes. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell everybody to stay strong. She had all the kids were at her house except for one who was over at mom's house. And when he came there, um, she went to do something. And when she came back out, everybody stay strong, stay prayed up. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you, that brother Daniel. Looking forward to us getting together next week at the appropriate time from 8 to 9 o'clock. We'll have a guest on next week. If all goes well, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to you coming on here also, sharing your voice and your opinion on, on the society and the world as a whole. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity. Thank you, dear Lord. For your grace and your mercy that surpasses understanding. Thanking you, dear Lord, for being a friend. Dear Lord, we thank you for a provision, for roof over our head, for food on our table. We want to be mindful of nothing that we had done that was so special because you loved us. Dear Lord, we want to be mindful of our brothers and sisters, dear Lord, that seem to be out. Uh, uh, seem to be on their own, dear Lord Seem to be outside of uh, your grace and mercy But we know that they're not, dear Lord We let them know, dear Lord, without a shadow of doubt That you're the same God, dear Lord You're the same God that blessed someone else That you're able to bless them mm-hmm. But you're no respecter of person Dear Lord, as we go out through As we uh, start our day, dear Lord Let us be mindful, dear Lord That you're going to uh, be with us You're going to lead us and guide us in the way we should go And if you have, if we if you bring people in our path, let us be a blessing to them, dear Lord. Let us tell someone about how good you've been to us. Let them, let us encourage someone else, dear Lord, that, that never to give up on God. Dear Lord, we ask you to bless Brother Daniel and his family. We ask you to bless our listening audience, dear Lord. Keep them safe and sound until we meet again. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. You are listening to Free on the Inside, your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and co-host Brother Richard Daniel of Blog Talk Radio in that program. We're on each and every week from the 8 o'clock hour to 9 a.m. with guests and, and hot topics. So we pray that you can tune in next week at numbers 310-982-4126. Looking forward to you being with us again next week. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Stay free on the inside.